righty. I, I have an interesting message today. Um, it's about getting unstuck and moving forward. And uh, who sometimes feels like they get stuck? Yeah? Oh, there's a few of us. There you go then. Um, and I was really just talking to the Lord about this and, and uh, the Lord's been working on me with some th- few things over the last couple of months. And you know how you think you've dealt with something? And then God goes, oh, there's another layer there. And you go, oh, I thought that was dealt with 30 years ago kind of thing or 10 years ago. And uh, so the Lord's been just dealing with me on some stuff that has come up. And, you know, we have a choice when God puts his finger on things. We can run away. We can pretend it's not there. We can bury it. We can get busy. We can do all those things when God touches on things. Um, and we can get into fear if we allow that. Or we can go, all right, God, get me unstuck from this. And uh, I remember when I saw Justin in Melbourne last year before he came here, he put his hand on me and he just had this little word and I started to get a bit teary. Now, I don't usually cry a lot. Well, I didn't used to cry a lot. And, um, and I started to get a bit teary and I said, I don't cry. And he, he had this word for me and it was like going back. And I'm like, really? And he goes, oh, and by the way, you're going to cry a lot. And I'm like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> and that was like, but that was 18, well, probably a, nearly a year ago. And it's taken 12 months for that word to start to come to fruition. Because it's like, you know, we get busy or, and we've just got to let God do what he wants to do. If you try and force it, it doesn't work. you just got to stay open. And now, the last couple of months, God's gone, okay, we're going to do this now. And I realised, oh, yeah, that's what Justin said. <laughs> So I just want to encourage you, is when God puts his hand on something, when he puts his lovely finger on something in your life, is don't run, don't try and get too busy, don't bury it or pretend it's not there because stuff doesn't go away and uh, God wants to get us unstuck and he wants to help us move forward. And sometimes we can be really afraid of pain and facing pain, even old pain and old scars, but the reason... um, reason God puts his hand on it is because he wants us healed and whole and to be that complete person that he says we are in him. And so he will work in us. So don't, don't run because it's painful or because we're afraid. Because getting stuck is often caused by just that, being afraid of pain, being, being afraid. And uh, we can get stuck in a rut, you know, and not just a little rut but a great big one, you know, that you have to dig yourself out of. And uh, it's usually a result of fear of failure, fear of pain. And uh, we choose to try and stay safe. But it's not really safe because you're just kind of numbing it. And it'll come back around, you know. It's like toxic waste. They can bury it all they like, but it's going to come up. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. So I've got a few things here I just want to share that the Lord laid in my heart. And um, once you identify and recognise your fear, you can actively work to face it. Once you actively go, yeah, that's there. Yes, God, I acknowledge that. That's when we start to face things. So I'm still in the middle, maybe three quarters way through. God just putting his finger on, but I'm going to be transparent today. Is that all right? Because we're family. Yeah. So hopefully I'll hold it together. All right. Number one about us getting stuck and not being able to move forward is we have limiting beliefs about ourselves. Anybody else have that? We limit how we think about ourselves. It's an unconscious belief that keeps you stuck. And if we don't take the time 
to find what's holding us back or what's holding us in the past or what's limiting our, our potential. Or You know, God says stuff to us and we go, really? I don't think that's me. And he goes, yes, it is. Or God says, I want you to do this. And you go, I can't do that. And we limit our potential because we're not actually taking the time. You know, God will keep on speaking. When he says something, he won't take it back. He'll just keep on. <laughs> and you go, and you can run as far as you like, but God will chase you. <laughs> He's a marathon runner. And uh, we've got to take the time to find out what's holding us back and whether that thought or that emotion or that mindset is valid or, tr- or not. We could spend a whole life putting off something we really want to do or what God says about us because we don't actually take the time to, to examine that feeling when God says that or, or when I think about that. Is that true or not? Is that who God says I am or not? And we just keep on going round and round and round in the, in the same little cycle and stuck in the rut because we don't take the time to examine whether what we believe about ourselves is actually true because we're limiting. We have limiting beliefs and sometimes we don't even realise it. Every time we find ourselves ourself, um, believing that we can't do something, we need to look into why we think that and what is really stopping us because it's really what we think. Sometimes it is not what we think. There's something under it. There's a root cause to why we believe that we can't do something. God says, you are able to do this. You're an overcomer. You've got the potential to do this. You can stand up and speak in front of people. You can go and pray for that person. You can walk across the room and talk to that person. You can do that. You can go and study that. And, we've got, and when, we, when we pull back and we start to believe things about ourselves that God is saying the opposite of, we've got to stop and think, why do I believe that and is that actually true? And what is the root cause of why I doubt myself? And usually it's fear or disappointment or hurt. And God will put his finger on that. And really, you can just go around and around the mountain or you can stop and have a look. I recommend stopping and having a look because the mountain's just, you know, round and round we go. All right? So every time you doubt yourself when God says something or you have a dream come up in your heart, stop and examine why you're thinking that about yourself and whether it is valid or true or not. Because what we think about ourselves can limit us or catapult us to where God wants us to be. All right? So number one is what is your beliefs about yourself and are they limiting? Number two, we can change our patterns and behaviours. Just because you think a certain way now does not mean that you can't change. You can change. And and brains are, are, are... what is the word, Anna? They're plasticity. They, they actually are not set in stone. They actually are changeable. Neuroscience used to think that once you were a certain way, you couldn't change. But now they've actually seen through brain scans and things that when you change the way you think, when you change the way you talk about yourself, that you actually can change. And, you know, there's these little chemicals in your brain, like little thought trees, and that those things, if you start to think differently and you're transformed by the renewing of your mind to know what the perfect and good will of God is, is that those thought trees, the chemicals in your brain, when you start to think and talk about yourself differently, will unstick those negative thoughts. They'll unstick those negative patterns of behaviour if we will allow ourselves to be transformed. So you can change. We can change. It's not like, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can, actually. You know, science is saying that we can change. We're not stuck the way we are now. You know, I am, I'm really not recognisable from the person I was at 16, 17, 18, 20. You ask my mum. I am different. 
Yeah, you can change. I'm not even the same person I was five years ago. Yeah, we can change our patterns of behaviour. Staying stuff is often more, much easier though. It's actually sometimes much easier to stay stuck because we have to take the initiative to change paths. So we unconsciously set ourselves on a course to nowhere. When we choose to stay stuck, and this is how I am, that's just the way it is, we're actually choosing a course of going nowhere and actually going backwards. When we're not looking forward, we stay stationary and human nature is that you go backwards. Okay, so if we don't take the time, um, the world begins to change around us and suddenly we're just drifting along with the tide. Not making any conscious moves, the movement is taking us. Not making any decisions about a life actually allows other people to make the decision for us. Other circumstances and exterior forces to decide what's going to happen in our life. If we don't make the decision to, okay, God, I'm going to run with this. If we don't make the decision to, I'm going to work on this, you're going to be influenced by other people, by your circumstances and whatever is going on around us. You can think, oh, well, you know, I'll just be me and do whatever. But actually, when we don't know where we're going and who we are and we won't grab hold of what God says about us, we're just going to be affected by everybody else and their stuff. And they will put stuff on us. I am amazed at the amount of stuff that can be put on you by listening to other people, listening to the world, and you will pick up on whatever exterior forces are coming at you if you are not intrinsically, internally motivated. Yeah? So not making decisions about life is actually making the decision to allow other people to make your choices for you. Instead of choosing to fight against being stuck, we wave the white flag and say, I can't do anything about it. I'm just stuck, poor me. That's not who we are created to be. So we have to make quality decisions. The way to get out of these ineffective behaviour patterns is to realise that whatever safe or comforting benefit of staying safe is actually not worth it. If you know that you're stuck, you know that you're not moving forward, you know that you have limiting beliefs, it's not helping you to just stay safe in your little thing because eventually the exterior forces around you or other people are going to push you where you were never meant to go. All right? So we can change our patterns and our behaviours if we will challenge what we're thinking about and challenge what other people say and actually say, you know what, this is what God says. And I'm going to run with that. And I'm going to challenge that thought. When you get the thought, you can't do that. You're just stuck. You're just little old you. You're a victim. You're sick. You're poor. You're broke. Haven't you seen your past? Challenge that thought. Because that is a lie of the enemy. When he says you're unworthy, when he says you can't do it, that is a lie. Because the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That we are overcomers. That we are more than conquerors. That we are a new creation. That the old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you challenge those stinking thinking thoughts and you flush them, yeah? We don't just accept what exterior forces and what the enemy whispers at us. We have to step up, as Amy sang this morning, step up into the light, step up into heavenly places and see what God says about us. Look at his word and see what his word says about us and take hold of that. And those patterns of behaviour of how you've always been will move. Romans 12 verse 2 says, be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What we think is important 
And if you don't put in what God thinks, you're just going to get exterior forces coming at you and they will shape you rather than what God says will shape you. Yeah? It's so important. It's easy to get caught in the stinking thinking. That's why every day we've got to put the word in. Every day, listen to good stuff, listen to good preaching that builds our faith. But faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We cannot be slack on that or we will just allow people and external forces to move us. Yeah? We can just travel through life on autopilot if we're not careful, making decisions that are based not on reality but on past experiences. Watch that your past isn't dictating to you who you are. You know, our past experience, like our upbringing or preconceived notions that keep us back and stop us from moving toward our goals. Our past can dictate us <coughs> to us as well. The reasons we stay stuck is because we continue to accept the status quo, whether it works for us or not. <coughs> whether it works for us or not, we can, if we allow ourselves to get stuck in the past and limiting beliefs and, and what other people are saying and what we, and our old way of thinking is that we will just take the status quo instead of running our race. You've got one life to live. You've got one life to live. What are we going to do? Because God doesn't want us to stay stuck. He wants us to rip roar through life on a big Harley Davidson, not a little moped. Yeah? Every experience that we have in life is stored and categorised into a mindset of how we believe the world to be. And we usually tend to dwell on the negatives. We remember the negatives and struggle to find the positive. Is that just me? Yeah? <laughs> and it creates, if we're not careful, a lasting impression on our worldview. Whereas if we focus on the good things, if we focus on what God says about us, and we focus on his goodness and his kindness towards us, if we remind ourselves when we come together, that he is a good God, then that are the, those are the things that are going to shape our worldview and shape our perspective. If we focus on the negative, we're going to go down. You'll get yourself in a hole, and I tell you what, when you're in the hole, it's a lot harder to get back out again. Stay out of the hole. Honest, stay out of that hole. If you're feeling, you know, you start to have these negative, and I do it. I, do, I have as much trouble as the next person of getting into a negative mindset and worry, 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 and I've got to go, I'm going down into the hole. There is much more effort to climb back out. Get, just stay out of it. And if you've got yourself in the hole, then call someone and say, help me out of this hole. Jesus, help me out. You know? And he will. He'll lift us out of the hole. He'll, he says that he'll put our feet on um, solid ground. Isn't there a song? Yeah, he puts our feet on solid ground, and not on miry clay. You know, that sift, shifting sand. He, he puts our feet on the rock because he is the rock. So we've got to choose what are we going to believe about ourselves. Are we going to stay in the past about what our past says about us and our experiences, whether they're good, bad or ugly? Or are we going to go, you know what, this is what God says about me. I'm going to shift that negative thought pattern. Every time I have that negative thought, no, this is what God says. I've been walking around with these cards in my pocket just reminding myself, this is what God said. This is what God's promised. I have it beside my bed. This is what God says about my family. I've got to remind ourselves, and Philip reminds me if I don't, have people around you that remind you of this is what God says. Remind one another. It's so important. And shift those negative thoughts and the past experiences will stop dictating. We can learn from them. Learn from your experiences. Don't have to, you know, keep on doing the same old stupid things over and over again. Learn from them. 
If you're really struggling with your past, take God back into there. You know, sit and go, God, I'm just going to sit and I know that happened to me and I want you to just sit with me and show me what you were doing. Show me you where you were. Show me why that happened. Was I not listening? Was it just an attack on me? What was going on? Sit in that place in your past if you really got a wound and, a, and, a, and it's hurting and look at the past. Instead of thinking it's not there and it's not hurting, if you, you'll know when your past is hurting, it comes up. And say, God, you show me what you were doing. Show me what I can learn. Show me where you were in that space. And then, Lord, I give it to you. I forgive those people. I forgive myself. I give you that hurt. I cast all that burden upon you, Lord, and I pray that you would heal me. He says in Psalm 147 that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And he will do that for us. He transforms us. But you've got to let him into that space. If you know you've got stuff in your past and it comes up and it's shaping your mindsets, then get a hold of what God's word says. But if you need to, go back and sit with the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, show me where you were. I'm going to face that pain. Write it down. Metagogue it. That means you write down the word. could be a relationship, a hurt they've experienced. Write down the word and then all the words that come off it, all the names that come off it, all the people, and just go, Lord, I'm just going into that space and I just give that to you. And he'll tell you who say you need to forgive that person. You need to just let that go. He'll show you. Yeah, Carolyn Leaf, she calls it metagoguing. So just metagogue. Get a piece of paper out and write it down. And work through that muck because it's toxic waste and it doesn't go away. Jesus needs to wash it. And he washes it with his word by us getting a hold of what he says about us. And he washes it by just sitting in his presence and letting his, and letting his presence wash over us. Okay? So we often take fa- failure as a reason to not try something again rather than learn from and use our experiences to tweak and perfect our future attempts at success. Just because we've failed, just because we've been hurt, just because we've been through stuff does not mean that we don't go out again. It just means we learn from it and tweak some stuff. If you've been in a relationship and it's failed or it's hurtful or, you know, and you go, I'm never going there again. No. Just learn from it. Allow the Lord to heal you and then go, right, I'm going to do better next time. If you've failed, at, you know, you went out and you tried something different, go, I'm never doing that again. I'm never trying anything again. I'm just going to sit here. I'm a failure. No. Just learn from it. And tweak what you need to do and ask the Lord to teach you and guide you. Yeah? Identify what's keeping you stuck by questioning your situation. Ask, what is keeping me stuck? Ask yourself, what is making me feel this way where I feel like I can't fulfill the potential that God has put inside of me? What's keeping you stuck? Be real. Be real. What is keeping you stuck? What is limiting you being able to go forward? And focus, you know, instead of looking and going, well, I'm this person or, you know, it's like somebody giving, giving up um, something. And if we focus on giving up that thing all the time, we're just going to keep on doing it. We've got to focus on forming a new habit. So the next thing we do to stay and get unstuck is fo- focus on how do I want to change and I'm going to replace what I was doing with something positive. Yeah. If we focus on the old habits, we're just going to eventually, the older ones will just take over any new ones we want to do. If we keep on focusing on what we were, that's what we'll become. Where we focus on where we're going, that's what we'll become. 
Yeah, set your mind on heavenly things. Set your mind on what God says about you. Set your mind on your future. It says run the race. Forget what is behind and run your race. Once you've dealt with the past and God says, right, it's done, run your race. Set your mind ahead. Fix your eyes focused on him, the author and finisher of your faith, and run. Yeah? All right, this is my favourite, and this is what I really wanted to get to today. It's tell yourself a new story. All right? The way we see ourselves is the way that we shape our behaviour. If you think you're an athlete, then you tend to choose behaviours that are athletic. If you see yourself as an introvert, you likely avoid people, parties and uncomfortable conversations. We subconsciously choose behaviours that fit in with who we believe ourselves to be and negate those that don't match who we, th- who we think we are. So it's important to step back and look at ourselves and say, what story am I telling about myself? If I had to explain who... You had to explain to me who you are, what would you say? Shara, tell me what you'd say. You're exciting. Yeah, anything else? Who are you? Who does God say you are? Awesome. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. If I was going to say who I was, I would say I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a child of God. I have a call and a purpose. I'm a preacher. I have a plan for my life that God is for me and not against me, that I'm a winner and not a loser. I'm a success and not a failure. I would say who I am. Yeah? Now, if I went into the negative space, I would say I'm a victim. I come from a broken home. I come from emotional and physical abuse. That okay, and I can go there. Or I can say what God says I am. Yeah? So it's like, what story are you going to tell? You're going to, are you going to allow your past or what other people say about you or your family say about you or your experiences say about you that are negative? Or are you going to grab hold of what God says of your future and tell that story? What story are you telling? Now, I would say to Shara, no, she's not. She is a performer. She's a singer. She's an artistic. She is a successful businesswoman. That she has a mind of Christ. That she can do anything. That she's beautiful. That's what I would say about her. Yeah? That she's got a fantastic future. That she has a hope and a future far beyond what she can think or ask or possibly imagine. That's what I'd say. And I look around the room and I would say those things about you because that's what God says about you. Yeah? That all things are possible for you because you believe. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That you can do anything with him. If he puts a dream or a vision in your heart, you put that in his hands and run with him, you can do it. Yeah? So a true way to change being stuck is to first recognize the beliefs that we hold about ourselves, and then listen to God and tell, start to tell ourselves a different story. The true way to get unstuck is to go to God and say, God, you tell me the story that you have created before the foundation of the very world, what you said about me, what is the story that you have written about me, what is in my scroll in the books of heaven, and you unfold that to me and you show me that and I'm going to run with that. Oh, there's anointing on that. That's what God wants to tell us. That's what it is because you've got a book in heaven and it has your name in it. And there's scrolls in there that tell your story. And there's pages that explain your future. 
And it's that is what God wants us to grab hold of. That's why we go into heavenly places to sit with him because he will show you your future. And you'll go, really? And he goes, yes, really. And you have a choice then of where you grab hold of his story or you grab hold of the story that the devil wants to tell you. You try to grab hold of a story of what your circumstances might have said, what your family might have said, what your genetics might have said, or you grab hold of the story that God has written before you from the beginning of time. I tell you which one I want to grab, and we've got to remind ourselves. And that's why we gather together to remind ourselves of what story are we telling. Tell yourself a different story that actually leaves room for all of God's possibilities and potential. Tell yourself a story like that. When you catch yourself telling rubbish, get hold of that stinking thinking and go, that is not what God says about me. I take every thought captive that rises up against what God says about me and I pull it down and I bring it into captivity and nail it to the cross because that sucker got cleansed and washed away and the power of it broken when Jesus died on the cross for us. If we will not receive it and we will appropriate, take hold of what Jesus has done for us, that thing, your past or what the enemy has or what your family says about you has no power over us anymore. If we will nail it to the cross and say, this is what is in the scrolls of heaven about my life and this is what I'm running for. Yeah? Tell yourself who you want to be. Tell yourself every day what God says about you, who you are. Don't believe what others have told you or what you've told yourself if it is negative. Do not believe the story that the enemy's been. You know, there's like, it's like we have this movie screen in our head and one of them is us talking and if we're not careful, it's full of rubbish. The other one is what the devil likes to just, you're a loser. You can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. There's that one. And then there is the God movie screen. Which one are you letting tell your story today? Tell yourself a new story filled with hope and limitless boundaries where you are the victor who can do whatever God says you can do. Tell yourself a different story today. Yeah? Two more points, and this is important. Learn to say no. When somebody comes across your path that tries to run across your story or what you've been telling yourself and what God says about you, learn to stay, say no. The best way to get stuck is to consistently undervalue your own needs and what God says about you and put everybody else in front of you. Now, that doesn't mean we're not there for others, but if you are constantly negating what God has said about you because other people crowd in with their wants and their desires and what they say, you're going to lose hold of what God says about you. It's okay to help others, but if we constantly put our own desires and God's plans for us on hold, we'll end up just feeling resentful. Practicing saying no is an excellent way to empower ourselves. Wanting good things for ourselves is okay. You know, you can have a lot of dysfunctional people around you that will just crowd in and just take over. So we've got to watch that we say no. Now, I found out this a really, really hard way, and I'm going to share it. My dad, he um, had kidney failure, and he was on dialysis, and he was dying. And... um, and then he got cancer, so they couldn't treat the dialysis, so he was in a bad way. And I actually had to learn to say no to my dad because I was in a space, I was pregnant with Isaac, and I knew that I was going to go down in that hole if I wasn't careful. And he, he wasn't the greatest patient. <laughs> he was hard work. And, you know, you've got to just really listen to the Holy Spirit when he says, no, don't do that. You can be led by your emotions or you can be led by the Spirit. 
And we've got to be really careful that we say no to people and things if it's not going to be good for us. You know, we can constantly be negating what God says about our life and putting things on hold because there's always something. And if the devil knows he can trip you up with that, he's always going to bring other stuff along to get you off track. Or he's going to bring you down with everybody else's stuff. Now, I'm not meaning don't be there for people, but you've got to be careful. We've got to have some good boundaries in place. Yeah? Now, I had to say no to my dad, and that was really hard. But I knew that if I just kept on having him come and what he wanted, and he, and he wouldn't receive the help I was trying to give, that was the help I was able to give, he was like, no, I want this. And I'm like, well, I can't give you that, Dad. And he's like, well, don't talk to me then. <laughs> you know, I tried to get him silver chain to come into his home. And he says, if you ever do that again, I'll disown you. You know, I'm like, well, I'll never speak to you again, he says. And it's like, well, that's what I can do for your dad. And it's like I actually had to say no in the end because it was going to bring me down. Sometimes we've got to say no to keep on being able to run our race. And it's hard. But it's okay to do that when the Lord leads us to do that. Look after yourself because if you don't look after ourselves, we can't help anybody else anyway. And you're going to go down the hole. And I watched family members go down the hole because they, he got, people can guilt you. I'll put it straight. The Lord knows and Dad's up there with him now. He sorted it out right at the end. But, you know, you can, you can have people guilt you. Yeah? Anybody has a parent or a relative? <laughs> Yeah, you can have relatives guilt you and you've got to be careful that you don't negate looking after yourself and that you don't push aside all the dreams and desires that you have for your life because you've been guilted or you feel responsible. We've got to be really wise with that. God has a... And they do, they put rubbish into your head, yeah. Everybody knows if you've been in that situation, we've got to make sure that we are running our race, that we're staying healthy, that we, uh, what we're giving is an overflow. You've got to give of the overflow. If you're not giving out of the overflow, you're in trouble. If you're not giving out of the overflow, you are in trouble. You're going to end up in the hole. Give out of the overflow. If you don't have anything to give, go to God and say, God, give me something to give. Okay? Eventually, the guilt of saying no will vanish and you'll no longer feel stuck. And then you can say yes when you're healthy. All right? The last thing is daily talk to yourself. You're not crazy. Yeah? It's actually a biblical principle of self-talk, of actually having positive affirmations that you say over your life. Take time each day to close your eyes. Imagine yourself as God says you are. You know, this is where visioning and dreaming is so important, you know. It's okay to be a daydreamer. Philip's an awesome daydreamer. It's okay to be a daydreamer. It's okay to sit and allow the Lord just to get inside your imagination. Because by imagining yourself being who you want and who God says, it helps you set yourself and and you start to see how you can overcome. You start to see yourself as God sees you. If you will sit and just imagine and just let your imagination go, because God will get in that space. And he'll start to say things to you and you go, really? And it's like because those are the things, that the desires that he brings up in our imaginations are actually things that we're meant to fulfill. All right? So we actually, whatever, you start to envision it. It's a powerful thing. You know, if you look through the Bible, there's a lot of visioning and imagining. And that's, our imagination is given by God. So if we allow ourselves to envision things and allow ourselves to see, say, God, show me, and just... Relax. 
Don't be sitting there going, God, show me something specky. Just relax. You know, when I started to run, I hadn't run for years. Literally, I had not run for years. I had a knee disease when I was a teenager and I could not run. And he, I started to see myself, and I know I've shared it before, but it's powerful. I'd be sitting in my quiet time and I'd just see this little picture of me running along the road and running shorts and shoes and I'm like, I don't even own sneakers like that, you know? And, and I was like, all right, and it just would not go away. It was like coming up. And so I started to run. I ran for half a minute and would then have to walk. But it was just like step by step because I had this vision in my mind that just would not go away of this is who I am. <clears throat> this is who God wants me to be. And it's like I started to believe it. Now I run 8Ks is my normal run now. I'm working on 10Ks just be my normal run when I go out about four times a week. And now I have a new vision. It's called Fitter at 50. I'm a few years off Fit at 50. But I've actually got a new thing as I'm fitter at 50. So you know what I do? I go and see my daughter, the exercise physiologist, and she gets me to pump weights, which I've never done before, and swing off things, which I've never done before. I don't know. Those are banned things. But it's like... (laughs) I pull myself up. Um, But it's like that's my new thing. Now, some of you have done that too. It's like, but you've got to be able to see yourself. So I saw myself running and now I'm a runner. And God actually says, you're a runner. That's what he says about me. At the same time, he showed me riding a horse. Now, my horse experiences are quite negative. I used to get thrown off regularly and I was scared of them. But in my heart, I really wanted to be able to ride. That was my sister's thing. She did that and I was scared. I was this timid, scared thing who would, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. But now I ride once a week. And I get on horses and the other week I got bucked off, straight over the top, head first, got concussion. (laughs) But it was all right because you know what I did? Because I'd had that picture in my mind of this is who you are, this is what I've planned for you, this is on your scroll. You know what I did? I dusted myself off. My coach came over and says, you're right, that was very stylish, that's the way to do it. Do you want to get back on? Yeah, I do. And I went back on. And I didn't just trot her down, I actually cantered around the arena going, I can do this. Because I'd had that vision playing in my mind of this is who I am. So you've got to get who, what is your story and who are you and what are you saying about yourself. And every day get up and say this is who I am. I am this. I'm a singer. I'm a performer. I'm creative. I'm successful at my business. I'm a great husband. I'm a great wife. I'm a mum. Speak what you know is in your heart that you desire. You know, I've been speaking weddings and babies. I fully expect it to happen. Not to me, but <laughs> to you lot. I spoke it. And look, a little bundle over there. Yeah, we spoke it and there's weddings. Okay, I fully expect it to happen. Because when God puts that and he speaks a word, you can look at the circumstances and say, how is that possible? Or you can go, this is on the scroll. This is what's supposed to happen here. I am supposed to be this. So tell a different story to what... If you don't like the story you're living, then change it up. Change it up and go, this is my story. This is what God says about my life. And if any negative, stinking, thinking thought comes along, flush it down the toilet. Say, I take that thing captive, I nail it to the cross, it's gone. And even if you have to do that a hundred times a day, get out, write down what God says about you, the plan and vision he has for your life, what's written on your scroll, and you speak that. And I tell you that it will come to pass because God does not speak anything 
that it returns to him void, that it is not able to accomplish what he set it forth to do. When he says something, he has power to make it happen. You know, Andy and Fleur are sitting here with little Abraham today and it would have been impossible two years ago for that to happen in your mindset, yeah? It just, that's impossible. And yet here he is, this little bundle, and because they grabbed hold of something God said and laid on their heart and said, you know what, we're going to believe what God says rather than when our past, rather than our family says, rather than our circumstances, yeah? And they got what God said. And it's the same with all of us. You can either choose to believe what the animal enemy has been playing and your negative self-talk, or you can say, I'm going to tell a different story. I'm going to get hold of what God says about my life and I'm going to start telling that story. You just, you just say, you know what, we just need to just go boundaries in place and say, no, nah, that's not who I am, and walk away. Sometimes you've got to walk away. There's been times where I've been on the phone and I've gone... I've got to go. I've got to go to the bathroom. Okay. You know, like there's times where we have to just walk away. Or you have other people around you that are your wingman, you know, that will just say, no, that's not true. You know, sometimes I'll go to a family gathering and I, there's a whole lot of negativity and they might be saying, I sometimes say stuff about mum and they'll go, oh, no, she's getting old. And I say, no, she's not. She's going to be fruitful in her old age. And I'll like just get in there and stir the pot a little bit. I've got to be the point where I have fun doing it now, maybe too much fun, <laughs> but I do, don't I? If, if they start out being negative and, oh, she's this and that, I go, no, she's not. Stop talking rubbish. And they call me the positivity person, but that's okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to keep on running and so is she, yeah? So I'd, you just get practised being the person who's just an eternal optimist because that's what God is. And, it's, and we've, got to keep it, we've got to keep the word in, otherwise it leaks out and it will get affected by the exterior. So some people you just, I'm not listening. Other people you walk away from and other people God will say, no, you can speak to them. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to walk away. Yeah, yeah, Jeanette's good. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's, that is very true. The more you talk positive, you're, it's like a, a magnetism. You attract p- positive people to you and you'll be the person in the positive corner. You'll have all these people sitting around you and the negative people, they're like batteries. They, <laughs> you know, like they, they just mag- they attract all the negatives. <laughs> I think it's a doorbell. They'll just attract the negatives to them. So if you're in a space in a family gathering, there's going to be the negative corner and then there's a positive corner. You might be the only one there for a bit, just (laughs) you and Jesus talking. (laughs) But it's all right because people want the positivity. Yeah? They want to be fed that positivity. So you just keep on talking positive and sometimes you've got to walk away. Sometimes you've got to take the phone away. Sometimes you've just got to push stop. Yeah, but that's okay. Even... Yeah, yeah, we were, we've been told we're too happy before and it upset people, but I tell you what, I'd rather be happy than to be wrinkly like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, do you know what I mean? You just got to go, this is the way I'm going to live my life. And if we, don't, if we don't tell the different story and choose, then they will choose for us. Exterior forces will push on in us if we don't choose. You can't just be stagnant and not make a decision about that sort of stuff because they will choose for you. You will just go with the flow. 
And Jesus never went for the, with the flow. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Because that's just their mindset. No, no, you just... And sometimes you've got to have a wash <laughs> when you're being with people. Just, Lord, just wash that out. I just replace that negative. I just take that thought. That is not who I am. That's not what's going to happen in my family. This is not who I am. Sometimes we've got to do that. Yeah, you've got to just take those thoughts captive. Or somebody says, oh, your, your t- kids are going to be terrible when the teenagers, when the kids were growing up. I would have that. And I say, no, they're not. This is who my kids are. Oh, terrible too. No, they're not. Now, I would challenge the thought. You challenge the thought. Challenge that negative stuff. Challenge it. Oh, wait till you get married. Challenge it. Yeah? No, that is not who we're going to be. Challenge that. Oh, wait till you have a baby in childbirth. Challenge that sucker. Yeah? Jesus has broken every curse. You don't have to be afraid of that stuff. When I was pregnant with Anna 26 years ago, she said, today, mum, I made you a mum, she said. I had so much stuff come at me. I would go to women's meetings and they'd tell me all the worst possible labour stories they could and I'd lie awake going, oh, Jesus. (laughs) But you know what? I also put in the supernatural childbirth that Jesus has bore the curse for us, that we don't have to have pain, that he set us free from that. And I would be playing that 24-7, reading that, getting the verses out. She was born like that with no pain. She was born like that with no pain. All six of them, and I got good at it. I actually got quite good at it <laughs> because I challenged the status quo. I got that down, by the way. <laughs> it was like, I remember when Shara was born because I challenged the status quo and I had a win because, you know, the, every win you have, it just builds your faith. When, when I had Shara, the midwife was like spun out totally and she just looked at me after she was born and she said, I have never seen a baby born like that. And I just smiled at her and went, well, now you have. You know, and she, we, there was, I don't know how many people were in the room when she was born. Everybody, we had a lot of spectators, but it was cool. Yeah. And it was like, I challenged the status quo. If you don't like the status quo, then challenge it because Jesus has an answer for the status quo in here. Yeah. He has broken every curse and he has made all that we have in him is possible. Yep. Very quickly, because I've been going for ages. Um, just to share this really quickly, I think that um, from my perspective, even the medical industry is very confused. Um, when I've been going through what I've been going through, I go to the GP and uh, they ask you all your history about your family and has your family had this type of mental health issue and all this sort of thing. And then they tell you, be positive, um, go and exercise, do this. And I'm like, hang on, you're saying... I'm like this, but if we do that, we're going to be better. So which one are you telling me? So there's a very confusing story going on out there. So um, from the counsellors and all that sort of thing, they're saying uh, be positive, you know, look at this and be positive. And then on the other hand, they're saying, you know, everyone's sad sometimes. And I'm like, you're contradicting yourself. That's right. The world doesn't really have the answers. But Jesus does, so I'm going to go with Jesus. It's up to you what you do. <laughs> but yeah, they really don't have the answers, but God does. So let's challenge the thought. Let's not go with the flow, because the flow just usually ends to toxic waste anyway. <laughs> and, and just tell, what story are you going to tell? 
have a think about it. What story have you been telling and what have you been speaking? Because it can change and you can change and your story is a spectacular one. That's what God says about us, that we are awesome, as Shara said. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you love us so much and that you tell a spectacular story, Lord. So we give you the pen. Lord, we give you the pen to our lives, Lord, that you continue to write our stories. We know that in our books in heaven, Lord, that you've written awesome plans and a future for us. And we just receive that today. And we come against every negative thought and every pattern and behavior that has been holding us back, Lord. And we pray that you would just wash your healing balm across it, Lord, and just remove those things from our lives that hold us back from the potential that you say we have. Lord, I pray for release of visions and dreams. Lord, for creativity and what you have in store for us just to be released in our hearts and minds today, that it would just flow. And Lord, that we would be all that you created us to be, that we would run our race well. And we just come against any hindering spirits, any plan of the enemy, any assignment against us in the name of Jesus. We cut those things off by the blood of Jesus. And I speak freedom over each person here, over each person listening today. In the name of Jesus, that we be set free to run our race and to fulfill that which is written about us in the books of heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.